The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 4960063 is the number to get a hold of us. You can text us at 630630. Some text to get to, but right now, Robert's on the phone. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. What happened to you? Well, uh, I inadvertently scared myself straight when I was a teenager on my motorcycle. Here's the story. I was living in Southern California at the time, and we went on to a stretch of interstate highway that has not been opened yet, so there were no cars on it. Yeah. So we just wanted to see how fast we could go, and I was driving a bike called a Norton Commando, mm-hmm. which in its day was like the Ferrari of, of performance bikes. Yeah. And this bike was bare metal. It didn't have a cowling. It didn't have a windshield, anything like that. And as I got up to speed, I laid down on the tank and put my feet on the rear peg mm-hmm. so that I could be as flat as possible and had my chin right on the gas cap. And I just cranked her open until I got up to... 200 kilometers an hour, then I pushed it to 225, 250, eventually I topped out at 260 kilometers an hour. And at that point, the white stripes in the highway were, of course, a solid line. And I looked up just to see down the road a little bit, and the little bit of air that got under my chin forced its way between my belly and the tank and lifted me off the pegs. So I was hanging on only by the handlebars. Oh, my goodness. And at that moment, I knew if I didn't really focus, I was going to die. So I very slowly eased the hand, the, the speed grip down, and eventually the air lowered me back down onto the tank. I shut the bike off, coasted to a start, somehow managed to stand up, do the kickstand, and sat down next to the bike. And then I started shaking uncontrollably for about 10 minutes. Wow. Wow, Robert. (laughs) Jeez, I don't know what to say to that, honestly. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's what you do when you're 19 and you have a certain hormone coursing through you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did Did you keep on riding? Do you still ride, Robert? I still ride, but I never drove even a tenth that fast yeah. after that. Well, listen to this, yeah, Robert. No, I love motorcycles, and I, I eventually had bought another five or six over the course of my my life and love bikes, but I I, I use them in the way in which um, saner minds intended. Yeah. I was going to say, listen to this. Uh, most recent statistics available, uh, these are 2016 statistics. There were 645 motorcycles involved in collisions in Alberta, mm-hmm. Uh, of those, 38 of the crashes were fatalities, uh, making up almost 9% of all fatal collisions in Alberta that year. It, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge number, and it, yeah, it's just something to think about for sure. It's Both if you're a bike number. rider or riding or driving exactly. near a bike, right? Yeah. yeah, well, now when I ride and when I drive my car, I create an imaginary bubble around me that's really, really big. And anybody goes into that bubble, I fact like they're coming into my personal space, and I immediately adjust. Robert, thanks for sharing. Appreciate it.
You're welcome. Have Thank a great you. day. You too. Uh, Doreen texted in and said, when my husband worked around Fort McMurray, the guys who rode motorcycles regularly told him they'd get to Edmonton in two hours, doing about over 200 kilometers an hour. He finally told them to stop telling him because otherwise he'd phone the cops when they left camp and report them. He wanted everyone to get home safely, and they were risking other people's lives. And uh, also, she goes on to say, he knew guys driving big rigs who would do 180 down the highway in winter if they want to race, book time on the speedway. Now this uh, text from St. Paul, how is distracted driving ever going to go away when car manufacturers keep putting more and more distracting things in the cars? All you need is a radio. Who needs an HD screen center dash or a car that beeps anytime your Facebook or Instagram account has anything happening. The car manufacturers are just as much to blame. On another note, couldn't they govern cars so they couldn't do more than 125 kilometers per hour? That would combat the real mm. excessive speeder. That from Trent. It is true. There's, the car manufacturers need to step up like they did with seatbelts where there's an alarm. And mm-hmm. I know you can disengage it, but mm-hmm. when that alarm came into practice, into common practice, people started wearing their seatbelts because they were tired of listening to the ding, ding, ding. They have to do something to stop you from being able to use your phone. or yeah. and, and And I honestly agree. I don't really understand the need for... My last Patriot had a screen in the front. Yeah. And I don't know why that's mm-hmm. there. Now, the safety feature was it wouldn't play while moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, again, could disengage that, yeah. no problem at all. We uh, had an Uber driver uh, a while back, and his that w- there was a, a video screen right up at the front as well. And Coach and I said afterwards, like, who's that for? Is it for us, or was it for him? Hmm. You know, and it was a little, little car. But it's like, how does that work? I mean, we're not watching your no. movie. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, Justin says, while you're on the topic of road safety, the biggest problem I'm noticing lately as a professional driver is lines on the road deteriorating fast, and I imagine because of the use of environmentally friendly paint. Many major highways and intersections, just like the one I'm driving in right now, have no lines anymore. You just guess where the lanes are. It's so bad it gets to the point that I'm nervous driving at night or when it's wet. We need to get back to highly reflective good paint that lasts more than one season. Hmm. That's from Justin. And this text, on disability for 10 months, uh, banged up since 2014. Thank God for my pickup. I would have died in my little car. Rear-ended while stopped on Highway 40. Uh, or, sorry, rear-ended while stopped on Highway with 40 others for construction. A <laughs> texter hit me going full speed. I've yeah. seen that. Well, that was when I got rear-ended there a couple of months ago. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. He... Well, as soon as I looked up, he was looking up from something down on his crotch, right? I'm guessing that he was he was texting. Um, Adam says, let's be honest, 110 kilometers is not fast enough. Those limits haven't been changed in decades. Cars are a lot safer and can handle a lot faster speeds. Well, the cars may be, but the drivers may not be able to. Well, that and the fact that highways are engineered for, I mean, they're engineered for a specific speed. It's one of the reasons we've had this conversation with counselors about the white mud. mud, right? And uh, couldn't you increase the speed from 80 up to 100 or, or 110? But the roads, they say, are not engineered for that. Now, I think probably a lot of us would like to see the QE2, certainly between Edmonton and Calgary, bumped up. I think, you know, if, if someone were to say, oh, we're going to put it up by, to 120, a lot of people would be quite happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, and again, that conversation about in the left-hand lane always yeah. gets people texting, right? If I could just say as, again, just my opinion, 
people are saying, well, listen, why should I get out of the left-hand lane? That encourages people to speed. Get over. But, but here's the thing. So you've got a guy who's speeding. So it, by your estimation, whoever, all you texters who say, I shouldn't have to move over. By your own description, he's not a good driver because he shouldn't be speeding. So let's just go with that. He's a bad driver. So to assume that a bad driver is suddenly going to respect um, your vehicle, he's not. You're going to anger him. He's going to tailgate you. So you're taking a bad situation and making it worse because now he's going to unsafely try and pass you probably by cutting in front of the right-hand lane car and then going around you back out into the left. Just, you know, and if that's not enough, just common courtesy says leave that you're, you're lane just, free. You're, you're impeding traffic. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you, you let things move along a lot better when yeah. there's a lane to get in and out of, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, 242 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Talk about traffic. Always yeah. gets people going. Before we uh, take a break, uh, this has happened again, and I just wanted to get it out there because the last time it happened, it was as a result of media coverage that uh, an individual was able to find the guilty party. So we've got funeral plaques stolen again, this time from the military memorial section of Northern Lights Cemetery. It happened sometime between Tuesday, July 3rd and Friday, July 6th. Uh, The bronze plaques have a value of $6,000, but most of that value is in workmanship. It takes a long time to to do these, so that's the cost of them. But as far as the value of the bronze, if you were able to get it melted down, it's not worth much. So uh, be on the lookout if you run any kind of a business where somebody might present these to you or uh, for sale or if somebody tries to sell them to you or you happen to see them. um, Seven memorial plaques. Is it seven? I believe so. it's been done before, as I mentioned. Do you remember... Well, the uh, guy just got charged. Yeah, he just got tra- sentenced to eight months in prison last month after he stole 18 plaques from the uh, Griesbach neighborhood. And, and uh, you know, again, what's the point of saying, stop stealing plaques? It's so disrespectful, it's unbelievable, but I know that, you know, whoever does that is not going to listen to me, so it doesn't really matter. Just a couple more texts coming in. We've been talking about speeding on Alberta highways. Um, this one says society is truly messed up. Move over and let people drive like idiots. Um, Lawrence in a plumbing van says, I would love for the QE2 to have a speed limit of 120. It's uh, my honest opinion. The highway itself needs a third lane before that happens. Two lanes on a highway as busy as QE2 isn't near enough. And this one uh, put my point uh, more concisely. Risk management suggests getting out of the way of a bad driver is the most appropriate move. That's right. Dale says, in Europe, when I drove there, I found people did their best to get out of the left lane when a faster vehicle was catching up. Also, I was told as long as you keep it under 150, the police would leave you alone. (laughs) And when we talk about... um yeah, this one's from Boyle. It's simple. With GPS and cars today, the vehicle should know the posted limit for the road you're on. Once you exceed the limit by 10K, an audible alarm sounds, and it increases in volume along with our, your speed. Hmm, interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah, a lot of people making the argument as well, and I know this comes up. When you talk about increasing speed limits on the highway, like QE2, or on the white mud, the people are already driving 10 mm-hmm. or 15 kilometers over that speed limit. So if you put it up to 110, or yeah, put it up to 120, now they're doing 130, 140. Um, there's an argument to be had there. It's, But how do you get around that, Yeah, right? When you drive the QE2, what do you usually do? 120. 120? Mm-hmm. I usually have it on cruise control. Yeah. Or at 119. Yes. Because I feel like 120s. (laughs) I've had 
police and sheriffs pass me, or police and sheriffs, RCMP and sheriffs pass me in the opposite direction and flick their overheads mm-hmm. and then just keep going. Heads up. Yeah, sort of like, you're oh, close. You're borderline there, yeah, buddy. exactly. My dad is always doing like nine over like he, he again the same sort mm-hmm. of thing he he feels that that's kind of the best way and I don't even know what it is I mean we should have asked Matt without what that is is there a magic is there a number threshold? is there a threshold where mm-hmm. they won't you know if you're doing 115 are they going to pull you over if you're doing 125 they right. are it's flow of traffic too right you, so you sort of keep that in mind I mean over the weekends there's always heavy traffic mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do 119 and be weaving in and out of uh, passing lanes because that's just not the flow of the traffic so you sort of go alright it's going to take us longer to get to Edmonton than I'd hoped right um, but generally I'm speaking now of clear highways no problems highway 2 yeah 119 it is a tickable offense oh yeah yeah but I'm going to own it I mean that's what I do I'm not going to sit here and say I don't speed well I wonder how many people listening right now could say that they get on the on the QE2 or the white mod or whatever and stick to 110 or 80. Do they actually stick to the posted limit, mm-hmm. speed limit? I suspect, you know, give or take maybe one or two, you know, yep. because you're not whatever, your foot gets a little heavier. Or I, I've added a feature, a safety feature in my car for long drives that I really recommend. I, I bring a son. <laughs> Keep you awake. <laughs> no, he does all my work for me on my phone. Oh. Could, you know, he sits there with my phone and you get a text. I'll go, who's that from? And then, okay, text them back this or yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I get a lot of work done on the highway with him there. I should really pay him honestly. That might be an idea. Yeah. I find driving up to the base on the Henday, so from the south side right up there, and I used to, and people are just flying by you, but you know, the photo radar people are on those overpasses all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm usually, like, I'm sticking to 100 100, 101, 102 maybe it might get in there and if I do put it on cruise, because that's what I found is the best way to do it is just leave it at, at that and and don't have to worry about the ticket showing up. Yeah, the guy that I don't like, the guy or girl that I don't like is the one that's noticeably faster than the flow of traffic. The mm. guy who's tailgating you then yeah. swinging around and back in again and, uh, you know, is weaving in and out on the white mud. You see it often. And I always just wonder, and oftentimes I catch up to them, especially because we go home at Uh 6 o'clock, right? Uh So some guy, you'll see him coming down the white mud, weaving in and out of the lanes, uh, up onto the Twilliger exit, and then, you know, I catch up to him five minutes later at... We're we're all 40th, and we're all the same stoplight. Yeah, exactly. We're all the same red light. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, well, that was was, uh, efficient. Anyway, uh, we spoke um, last half hour at some point about water. Why did we do that? Oh, we were talking about the therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said we had a story, and I found it. Here yeah. it is. Uh, beer, beer, let me just spit that out again. Being near a body of water makes us calmer, healthier, according to science. There's a study uh, about the so-called effects of blue environments. It's been going on for a decade. They've honestly looked at a number of different reports and talked to, I think, literally millions of uh, different uh, people to put together their source. Uh, they're saying that uh, they started with such studies as where they showed pictures to people, beautiful park uh, parks with playing children, um, beautiful landscapes, mm-hmm. uh, city skylines. Uh, but the ones that people rated the most relaxing or were attracted to were the ones with bodies of water, especially um, those of large bodies of water, like coastlines yeah. and that sort of thing. And then they looked another, in another study, they actually rated the happiness of people, and they took... 
cities and towns that have low crime rates, that have great or great employment rates, all those other factors, and found uh, that those people who lived on coasts were far happier. So their suggestion was, of course, <laughs> that you find you make your way to water somehow from time to time, uh, including a big lake will do, anything where uh, the majority of what you're looking at is water. And I, I, I guess, as you said when we brought it up, not sure anyone shocked by that study. Water's <laughs> relaxing. The sound of water is The relaxing. sound of water is relaxing. But I think people have their own um, their own spots. And, you know, for Coach, Coach loves the water. Coach would someday love to retire and on, on a waterfront. I would love to be in the mountains. I mean, oh, the really? Mountains, the mountains kind of my, my thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm I find um, most relaxed. But hey, if you have mountains and the ocean together, that'd be perfect. Oh, ideal. Uh, They did look also at like streams, rivers, bubbling brooks, all that Mm. kind of thing, uh, because they tried to isolate the sound of water as opposed to the vision of water. And again, found no large bodies of water. It's the view. Right. And then they actually, in another study, as I say, this has gone on over 10 years in a number of different research uh, uh, facilities have uh, looked at it. In another study, they actually looked at the physical health of individuals and found that those who live near water uh, on average were physically healthier, which once again, we've talked many times about how mental health can really affect physical health. For sure. So again, if you're happier and and more content, then your physical health is better. Um, If they live on the coast, they're probably far richer than you or me. It's possible for (laughs) sure. I mean, people say, well, you know, you should get out to the cottage. What cottage would that be? Wish I could afford one. Oh, yeah, just reading your text coming in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I find, uh, I know some people in my world would always love to go uh, and live in Victoria. I find Victoria... Victoria doesn't do it for me. I mean, I love it. Me. It's a beautiful it's city. A beautiful and city. I love visiting. And it, it, it has uh, special significance to me for mm-hmm. a number of different things, but I wouldn't want to live there. No. And, I find and it, it a little boring. Yeah, it depends on the body of water as well. I mean, I grew up on a body of water... Uh, in Prince Edward Island, I looked at it over the Charlottetown Harbor, yeah. but you know, in the winter when it's nothing but ice, it it doesn't it doesn't seem relaxing at all. It is honestly. fascinating, though, how a, a big body of water impacts your world because I. I Lake Superior. I grew mm-hmm. up on Lake Superior, and Lake Superior also has a big impact on the weather. You know, it's too St. Marie in Thunder Bay, what you can and what you can't do, how much snow you're going to get, the wind coming off it during the summer, whatever it is. Yeah. It, it does, it's not just, um, it's just not a playground. It's just not a water playground. It actually has impact on how you're going, sometimes what you're wearing, what you're not sure. wearing. Well, think about any time that you've gone down to one of those beautiful listener trip uh, Caribbean mm. uh, vacations. When you look out of the plane and just look down at oh, that yeah. water, I mean, don't you feel like just, oh, I, I have gone to heaven. And it looks like we're going to go to heaven again this year. I'm so excited. to. Yeah. I want to I announce where we're going. I just can't wait to tell you all about it because we've been working on it with uh, yeah. the gang over at New West Travel. And it's, it's like I say, it's a done deal. Um, but, you know, there's a promotional aspect to this yeah. where it has to launch at just the right time and there'll be an opportunity for listeners to win mm-hmm. again as there has been in the past um, but we have sort of I don't hope this didn't violate any kind of rules we have sort of talked to some past guests mm-hmm. to ask if how what do you think about this yeah and they're really interesting everybody's on board yeah yeah so yeah I'm excited it's going to be a while before we can announce. Probably not till September, September October, probably right? September. Yeah. All right, but we'll keep you updated mm-hmm. on that. And there is definitely a big body of water.
Yes, there is. <laughs> and sand. I can All around you. I can tell you that much. Somebody said, speaking of Great Lakes, Ray Emery, that was very uh, bad oh, news over the weekend. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know much of players on teams yeah. other than the Oilers, but I certainly... He started in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, and I knew Ray Emery because he's a goalie that uh, would throw down his gloves. There's a yeah. couple of famous fights, fights that he had. Yeah. Uh, the Hamilton police uh, saying that it was a misadventure, yeah. they're calling it, so not a criminal yeah. thing, and there's no criminal action to it, but he was swimming near... Um, jumped in. Yeah, jumped in near a dock, uh, um, near a buddy's yacht. Yeah. And then was found, I think, 21 meters right. from the uh, boat by divers. Just just a misadventure. Uh, the 3 o'clock news with Eileen Bells up next. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.